Welcome to Gateway Church Cymru, a church where anyone can be transformed by the story of Jesus. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. The power of praise. I wonder, have you ever ended up somewhere where you had no intention of being at at all? You've ever turned up somewhere and you thought, what on earth am I doing here? Have, have you ever been somewhere and you thought, how on earth did I get here? Maybe even in your, in this year, maybe you had your own idea of what, what this year would look like, even what this day would look like or this month would look like. But, but maybe you find yourself in a situation where you think to yourself, how on earth did this turn out like it is, you know? I didn't expect this. I didn't think that my you would end up like this. I didn't think that today would, would, would end up like this. I didn't think that this would happen. Have you ever found yourself in a situation which you had no control over whatsoever? No, I don't know about you, but I like to plan. I like to organize my days. You know, every week, at the start of every week, I write down, uh, I've got a journal thing, and I write down in this journal what, what my plans are for this week, what my prayers are for this week. I've got some to-do lists and all these different things. And, and there's a verse that I write down in this journal, what I believe uh, the Lord has laid on my heart to encourage me through the week. You know, but as I do that, there are some times in life where something can happen totally out of the blue, something that we have not planned for, and something that we have no control of. You know, I'm sure that we've all experienced times like these in our lives, haven't we? Where something just hits us totally out of the blue. We think, I didn't plan for this. I didn't expect this. I'd never thought that this was on my radar. You know, trials and difficulties are a part of life. If you're a Christian, you're going to experience trials and difficulties in your life. If you're not a Christian here this morning, you too are going to experience trials and difficulties in your life. Trials and difficulties are a part of our lives. You know, we can all walk through circumstances when we think, where did this come from? How did I get here? And this was not what I planned. But you know, during these difficult moments, during these difficult seasons, during these times where trials come upon us unexpectedly, when we're going through difficult times, the primary issue for us is not to diagnose how we got here, but we need to, to uh, the primary issue for us is how are we going to respond to the trial that is in front of us. You know, so many of us can analyze and say, you know, how did I get in this situation? How am I in this mess? Where did this come from? But actually, what we need to be focusing on is how am I going to respond in the middle of this situation, in the middle of this difficulty? How am I going to tackle this situation that is head that is coming for us head on. You know, there's a story in the book of Acts centered around these two men, these two guys named Paul and Silas. And they were facing a very unexpected trial. And we find this story in Acts chapter 16. If you've got a Bible, Acts chapter 16, and we're going to read from verse 20 to 24. And if you haven't got a Bible, don't worry, it's up on the screen behind us as well. And I'm reading from the NIV translation. But Acts chapter 16, verse 20 to 26. And this is a situation where these two guys, Paul and Silas, came across a situation that was totally unexpected. Acts 16, verse 20 to 24. It says, They brought them before the magistrates and said, These men are Jews and are throwing, out our, uh, are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. 
When he received the, these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened the feet to the stocks. In this story, if you read just a little bit before, we see that Paul and Silas, these, these men who were called by God, these followers of Jesus, they had recently made their way to Philippi, which was the leading city in the district of Macedonia. And this city of Philippi, it was a Roman colony. It was, it was over the, the, the leadership in that city was, was from Romans. And, and Paul and Silas turned up to the city, the city of Philippi, and they turned up there because they were on a mission. They were led by God. They were on a mission to spread the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, the, the message of Jesus, his death and resurrection. They were on a mission to go and spread that message. And when they were on this mission, they were suddenly wrongly accused by an angry slave owner. And this slave owner, he was, he was furious. He, he was irate because Paul and Silas, they had taken away his income because they had prayed for this girl who had been demon-possessed, his daughter. They had prayed for this, this girl and she had been delivered from the enemy. God had moved in her life. But this slave owner, he was furious because she was his source of income. And so this slave owner, he decides to stir up a mob against Paul and Silas. He, say, he starts declaring that these two guys, Paul and Silas, they were creating confusion in the city. They were just in the city, not just to spread the message of Jesus, that they were there to cause chaos, to cause uproar within the city. And this slave owner, even persuaded, and this mob, they persuaded the chief magistrates, who were the Roman authorities in Philippi, to sentence Paul and Silas to, to, to receive severe punishment. You know what's incredible is that the, the, the magistrates decided to forgo a proper hearing. So Paul and Silas, they had no opportunity to defend themselves. That they were just going to be punished because of the confusion and this, this uproar that they were causing within the city. You know, this morning there are three things that we can learn from this story. Three things that we can see on how Paul and Silas responded to this unexpected, difficult trial. And the first thing that we are to do when we are facing an unexpected trial, if you're in a storm, if you're in a difficult moment, the first thing that we need to do is to choose to respond with praise even when it doesn't make sense. They didn't have a clue what was going on, Paul and Silas. I'm sure they thought, what on earth is happening? I'm sure they thought, God, you brought us here to preach the good news. I'm sure they thought to themselves, we're going to start a church in this place. We're going to see lives transformed. I bet it was never on their radar that they were going to be punished, that they were going to be beaten, and that they were going to be thrown in prison because of the message that they were proclaiming. This difficulty was never on their radar. And we see that, that after being severely beaten, they were thrown into the innermost part of a prison. Most likely this prison was a damp, dark, smelly prison. And in this place, there was no possible way of escape. They were in the most inner part of that prison. And you know, some commentators say that there, there would have been Roman guards who would have been watching them constantly. They would have been taking shifts to watch the prisoners constantly. Now I'm sure Paul and Silas, they had no idea what the morning would bring to them. They had just been out on the streets preaching and all of a sudden they were beaten, they were whipped and they were chucked into a prison. I'm sure they thought to themselves, we have no idea what's going to come our way. They had no idea how long they might be staying in prison. They didn't know what the outcome of this situation was going to be, whether they would be put to death or whether they would be released at some point. You know, I don't know about you, but this sounds like an incredibly horrible situation 
maybe you too this morning, maybe you've come here and you're in a situation very much like that. It's a horrific situation that you never thought you would be in. Maybe you feel like, like, like that, like the enemy has beaten you. He has put you down. You feel like you're out of energy. You're out of gas. You, you can't go on anymore. You feel like everything has gone. Everything that can go wrong has gone wrong. Maybe you feel this morning like the bottom has totally fallen out. And you're in a place that you never thought. And you were wondering, how on earth am I going to get out of this? What, what on earth is going to happen? What's tomorrow going to bring? What's next month going to bring? What's next year going to bring? Maybe you feel like that, that you feel like there's no escape. There's just no end to this difficult situation. Maybe it's in your marriage. You feel like there's no end to this difficult situation. Maybe it's your job and you feel like your, your employer is just being horrible to you or somebody bullying you with it, even within the workplace. You feel, how on earth am I going to get out of this? Maybe it's in school. I don't know what it is. But maybe you feel like you're in a place where you're just in a difficult trial that you never planned for. And you feel like there's no way out. How did Paul and Silas respond to this situation? I don't know. If it was me, I'd probably respond with fear. I'd probably be discouraged. I'd probably be feeling a little bit sorry for myself in this situation. I'm sure they were frustrated. I'm sure they were angry as well. I'm sure they were angry even with God at some point, thinking, God, you've called us. We've been doing your work, and now look at us. We're in this situation. Why on earth is this happening? Maybe you feel the same. Maybe you've come here and you feel like, God, I've been faithfully serving you for years. I belong to you. I've helped out in churches. I, I love you. I've followed you faithfully. But why am I going through this difficult situation? How did Paul and Silas respond? Did they respond in any of those ways? We see, actually, they were responding in quite the opposite way, actually. We read it in verse 25 of Acts 16. It says, it's up on the screen behind us. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners listening. They were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening. Why were they responding in this way? Was it because they were delirious? Because maybe they hadn't had any food and they'd gone under such a severe punishment. They were beaten so much. Maybe they, their mind was just all over the place. And maybe that's why they were praying or, or praising. Or actually, was it something that Paul and Silas determined long before this situation ever occurred? Was it something that they determined in their heart that no matter what would come against them in life, that in every difficult situation, they were going to pray and praise their God? You know, I believe with all my heart it was the latter. It was not the former. They weren't just confused or delirious or anything like that. They had made a decision within their life that no matter what faced them, they were going to praise their God and they were going to pray and call upon their God for help. Paul determined to let prayer and, pray, uh, and praise be his response no matter what he was facing. And if you don't believe me, just read some of his books. Read some of his letters in the New Testament. We see even in... 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 to 18. This is what he encourages the church there and the believers there. Rejoice always. Pray continually and give thanks in all circumstances. Not in some circumstances. Not when life is great or when, when everything is great, when your marriage is great, when your job's going great or when your home life is great or, or even when church is great, going great. Don't just praise God then. In all circumstances, praise in all situations, pray. Rejoice always because God is on your side. 
God is for you. He's not against you. No matter what you face, you can be encouraged that God is going to be with you. And so he decided long ago, I'm going to rejoice always. I'm going to pray continually. I'm going to give thanks in all circumstances. You know, the Apostle Paul, he's one of the most influential leaders of the early church. He wrote over half of the New Testament. He walked through some pretty difficult trials if you read about his life. He went through punishment. He was whipped constantly. He was beaten in different places. You know, he's beaten as he traveled around. This guy went under some severe punishment. But yet in all his circumstances, he chose to praise and pray his way through anything that he faced. I wonder, is that your response this morning? Or are we like, like I said before, do we, are we frustrated this morning because of our circumstance? Are we angry because of our circumstance? Are we feeling sorry for ourselves because of our circumstance? We see that Paul and Silas, they decided they were going to choose to pray and praise no matter what they faced, no matter what difficult situation came. And we see that happening here in Acts 16, 25, about midnight, the darkest time still singing praises to the Lord, even in prison, even after beating, and they're praising and praying to the Lord. That's incredible. But why is that? Why were they doing that? Why were they praising him in this situation? And this leads us to our next response to difficulty. And that is because they knew that praise prepares the way for God to work. Praise prepares the way for God to work. You know, although it says that they were praying, and singing hymns. If you look at it in the Greek, it says that these two actions are actually connected together. You might be wondering, what on earth does that mean? It means that their prayers were prayers of thanksgiving. They weren't just praying, you know, God deliver me, God save me. I'm sure they did pray that. But actually we see that in the Greek, they were praying with thanksgiving. They were thanking God. They were thanking him for their situation. They were thanking him for who he is. They were thanking him for all that he has done in their life. They were thanking him. And this then led them to begin to sing songs of praise to God. As they began to pray with thanksgiving, it led to praising with thanksgiving. It led to praising with thanksgiving. You know, in this difficult situation, in this agonizing situation, they chose to praise their God. You know, you can imagine Paul and Silas standing in the middle of that prison cell, dark, dingy, people mourning how horrible that must have been. Yet at midnight they were singing on the top of the, you know, with the, all that they have at the top of their lungs, they were singing praises to their God. You know, I, I bet they were singing that Michael W. Smith song, your plans are still to prosper, you've not forgotten that. I'm sure they were singing some incredible praises to their God. But actually, we need to stop and think about this for a minute. You know, the Bible instructs us sometimes in, in Psalms. I love how there's a word in, in the Psalms which says selah, which means pause, breathe. You know, sometimes we can just rush over these, these passages of Scripture. Actually, we lose the meaning of it and we lose the context of that situation. This situation was an incredibly horrific situation. They were possibly facing death. They were beaten. They were in the most horrible of situations. Yet they were praising their God. You know, their circumstances caused them excruciating pain. Their backs would have been bloody. Their bodies would have been bruised and broken because of the harsh beating that they would have faced. They were in a dark, filthy cell where they had no way out of. And they didn't know when they were going to be released. Their legs were in stocks. 
which would have brought incredible severe pain because their legs would have been stretched out as far as they possibly could have been stretched out. None of us know what type of pain this is. We've never experienced this pain to the same. Well, maybe you have. I haven't. I know that for a fact. But this is an incredible situation, horrific situation. Yet in this, in, in their extreme discomfort, in their extreme agony, they chose to praise the Lord. How is that possible? How is that possible? When everything is going wrong, how is it possible that they praised their God? It's possible because they both understood that praise prepares the way for God to work. And as a result, see powerful things happen. When we begin to praise our God, something incredible happens. When we begin to pray and seek the face of God, God comes. God moves. God ministers. When we begin to praise, it opens up the door for God to do incredible and mighty things that are not possible in the natural, that are only possible in the supernatural. And this leads us to our final point this morning is that God loves to show his power in response to praise. Did you catch that? God loves to show his power in response to praise. You know, praise isn't just singing a few songs on a Sunday morning. But you know, when you're going through a difficult situation and out of the depths of your heart, you begin to praise God for who he is and for what he has done in your life and give him the thanks and the love of your heart, as difficult as it might be, God loves it. And God begins to respond to our praises. It says in the Psalms, God inhabits the praises of his people. God loves it when we come. You know, we as a church are the presence of God, church. We long for God's presence more and more. We need his presence more and more. And he comes by his spirit when we begin to pray and we begin to praise our God. You know, and as they began to praise something happened, something supernatural, something out of the ordinary happened. Verse 26 says, suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. Suddenly, an earthquake came. Out of nowhere. Think about that. An earthquake came out of nowhere. These guys were in prison. There's no way out, no hope. They didn't have a chance to defend themselves. They were beaten. They thought they were facing death. Yet all of a sudden they began to pray and praise their God. And suddenly out of nowhere, an earthquake happens. The foundations of the prison are broken. The doors fly open. Chains are broken off every single body in that place. And they are set free. Don't tell me that's a coincidence. That is not a coincidence. Because when we praise, the Bible shows us time and time again, when we pray and when we praise, God loves it and he begins to respond to that. And he begins to do something supernatural, something we never would have thought could happen, but only he could do because we began to call upon him and we began to seek his face. Those things don't just happen. Earthquakes don't just happen out of the blue. Especially in this part of the world. They don't just happen out of the blue. This came due to the supernatural power of God. You know, I believe with all my heart that God wants to remind us that God is powerful, that he is the king of kings, that he is the Lord of lords, that he is above all things. And sometimes the enemy would whisper in our hearts, 
and into our ears to make us believe that it's just not possible for us to praise God. But don't listen to that this morning. Fill yourself with the truth of God's word and fill yourself with who God is. Remind yourself of who God is, that our God is able no matter how difficult your situation, no matter how dark it might seem, no matter how tired and beat up and messed up your life might be, God is able because he is all powerful. He is above all things. He is the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the creator of this universe. He is able for your situation this morning. He is able. He's able to minister. He's able to change. He's able to do something that you never thought could happen. He is able to restore that marriage. He is able to give you a job. He is able to direct you. He is able to give you a hope and a future this morning. He is able to break chains in your life. And I love that. That as they began to praise, an earthquake happened. And it says, all the chains broke off. Praise breaks the chains. If you are bound by the enemy this morning, if you are bound by situations and circumstances, begin to praise because that's the only thing that's going to break your chains. As you begin to praise your God and declare the goodness of your God and declare who he is, that breaks the chains. And you know something else that's incredibly powerful? I've said this before. Is that when you begin to praise, it can actually break the chains of people standing in fear. When we begin to declare who God is. That's why as a church, we're a praising church. That's why we need to praise. That's why we need these new songs sometimes to introduce so that they break new chains, they break chains over people's lives. You know, you could be standing here this morning, you could be free, you could be praising God, but your praise is so powerful that it could break chains of somebody standing next to you. As you begin to declare the goodness of God and who he is in your life, it could actually, somebody standing next to you could be listening to that and all of a sudden God begins to work in their heart and their chains are broken because God is delivered. You know, there are many people within our community who are bound this morning by the enemy. They need us, the people of God, to begin singing louder than we've ever sung before. You know, that song, I love that song, we raise a hallelujah. The reason we raise in a hallelujah is because our God is worthy of all of our praise. And as we praise, we know that it changes situations and circumstances and it breaks the power of the enemy over people's lives. You know, I love even in the Old Testament, we see that when, Paul, when Saul, he was, he was possessed, uh, we see when this, uh, there was a, an evil spirit at work, we see that he called upon David to minister to him through song. There is power in praise and worship. It is power to break atmosphere, to change atmospheres. There is power in praise and worship to bring down strongholds of the enemy. When we begin to praise the goodness of our God and praise him for who he is, it changes circumstances. And that's why, you know, for weeks and weeks I've been encouraging us as a church we need to be louder. We need to praise more and more. Why? Not just because it sounds good or sounds great, because there's power in praise. It changes atmospheres. It causes unbelief to flee when we begin to declare the faith and the power of our God. We need to praise. You know, the Bible encourages us, as I said, sometimes there needs to be a sacrifice of praise. Sometimes maybe you've come here this morning and you're in a prison and it's going to offer a sacrifice of praise. So God, I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. We are with you. You are my God. Begin to pray and sing over some of those promises that God has spoken into your life. Begin to pray and praise over the promises in scriptures. My God is for me. He's not against me. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. My God who has started this work within me, he's going to finish it to the end. My God will never leave me nor forsake me. Begin to declare the promises of God. He has a plan and a future for my life. 
my God is my rock. He is a strong tower. He's a fortress where we can run to. We are protected. He lifts us up. He's the glory and the lifter of our head. That is the God in whom we say, begin to pray and praise over the promises of God. And as you do, watch change first, but also watch what God will do supernaturally that you thought would never happen. You know what? I'm praying for that. I'm praying for that, and I'm going to praise God, and I'm believing for that within this house. I'm believing for that for this church. God, we're going to praise you. We're going to believe for that, that change will be being done. We're going to believe for that within this house. This house, we're going to believe that God is going to come by his spirit. He's going to move in power. The lives are going to be transformed. The people are going to be saved. Chains are going to be broken. We're going to believe for that in this church. I pray for that for our community. I'd love, you know, that we would, this, we would raise a song so loud every Sunday that people, that we would start to have noise complaints. I long for that. That we would have noise complaints from the, from the neighbors. Why? Because we are praising and believing our God to break chains even within the street. There are people across evening whose doors, up and down the street, who have got bound by addictions. But we can believe that as we, not sit here quietly as a singer through song, but as we begin to thank God for who he is, as we begin to worship him for who he is, that as we do that, that God is going to work supernaturally up and down this street, up and down Lewis Street, up and down this community, that God is going to move. Praise breaks the chain. So as we come to a conclusion this morning, I believe with all my heart, God wants to show up in the middle of your trial. He wants to show up in the middle of your difficulty. And not in a year or in two years. He wants to turn up right now. In your middle, in the middle of your situation, he wants to minister. In your prison cell, maybe you come here and you feel like you're in a spiritual prison cell. As you begin to praise, God will come and break open those spiritual prison doors. And you will know the freedom of the Lord. I love how the Bible says, who the Son sets free is free indeed. We are free this morning. Free this morning. Don't let the enemy trick you into binding you. Don't be bound by the situation around you. But begin to praise the Lord this morning. Begin to praise the Lord. I want to encourage someone here this morning. Begin to praise God through your trial. Don't wait for your trial to end to praise God and to thank Him. Praise Him in the middle of your trial. And watch what God will do. Watch what He will do. Praise Him in the middle of it. Replace your fear, your worry, your frustration, replace it with praise. Every time you feel like frustration is building up for anger, decide, no, I'm not going to let this rise up. I'm going to push. I'm going to praise. I'm going to call upon my God. I'm going to believe. I'm going to trust in him. I'm going to get hold of his word and take hold of it and believe. And I promise you this morning, I promise you, and I've encountered this in my own life, as you do that this morning, you will see God at work. And you will see him do something that only he can do. God is a, he's the master potter. And he's shaping us and molding us. Even though we're broken jars, he's molding us and fixing us together. He's able to restore what is broken, as the Bible says. He is the healer. He is a loving, compassionate God. No matter how difficult or messed up your situation might be, he's a God of grace and mercy and he loves you and he wants to help you. He longs to minister. Don't separate yourself off from him. Run to him. Run to him. Don't run away from him. Our God is able to turn your prison cell into a place of praise. And I believe that with all my heart. I believe 
that God wants that. I believe this for Abraham. That God is going to turn this prison cell of Abraham into a place of praise. I long for Gateway Church to be a place of praise. No longer a prison cell. You know, we're no longer afraid because we are children of God. We are free. We've been forgiven. And God is on our side fighting our battles. As we come to an end, I just want to read us this psalm. Psalm 34, verse 1 to 3. And it's in the NLT version. And it says, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. Or his praise will ever be on my lips. I will constantly boast only in the Lord. Listen to this. Let all who are helpless take heart. You feel helpless this morning? Take heart. God hasn't abandoned you. He's there with you in the middle of that tunnel and he will bring you through. It says there, come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Oh, greatness. Let us exalt his name together. That's what we're going to do. We're going to exalt his name together. Amen. Shall we pray? Thanks again for listening to this podcast. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe. And check out our podcast channel for past episodes. For more content from Gateway and to connect with us, go to gatewaychurchcumry.co.uk. Have a great day.